everyone. Hey. Hi. Welcome Hi. to another episode of Mean Girls, mean Girls Interrupted. Interrupted. The only movie review podcast. I ever. would call it a premiere uh, movie re- review podcast ever. Yeah. Then I, I, I think, agree. Me too. And uh, yeah, today we are um, talking about um, a movie. Uh-huh, of course, that's why you guys tuned in or didn't. Yeah, oh, by the way, I'm John. I'm Travis. And it's Mean Girls Interrupted. So yeah. uh, like, comment, subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're over listening on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, follow, rate, review. Download. And download. Get that. Click that. Auto-download. But you got to follow those this this uh, channel. Yeah. The show. Do it. So you can auto download and I know it takes up space, but once you download, it helps us delete it immediately after it's so easy. You don't have to keep it. Just listen. And if you're already thinking, you know what, I'm just going to not listen to this. Go ahead and just uh, fast forward all the way to the end so we can get that data where we get the listener retention. Yes. Yeah. Very Mm -hmm. key, right? There's just, they're just keep, you know, you, you try to meet the bar and then they just move the bar. They do. They're always moving the bar. Yeah. That's so, my favorite place, the bar. Uh, yeah, the bar. It's just <laughs> called the bar. And it's uh, uh, where where you go to get alcoholic beverages. Yeah, and where you can find me. That's not actually true. I don't really... <sighs> I haven't I been really... to one of those in a very long time. I don't really frequent. I only yeah. go... I'm not going to a dive bar like I'm yeah. not at a dive bar. I want there to be food involved. So if you see me sitting at a bar, I'm probably also stuffing my face. Yeah. Oh, that's the best. Like whenever you find that that bar that also serves like good food. Right. That was always the best. Yep. Um, so for me, it was I'm thinking immediately in Phoenix. I never did bars here in in Los Angeles. I never did except for that one time that you came into town. <laughs> right. We did go over there and they yeah. had some pretty decent food, actually. They did. They had a good burger. I think that's what I believe. I know that's what oh, I it ordered. was. It was Hamburger Mary's. Yeah. Oh, that is where we went. Well, yeah, of course. I think everybody. Would there was a drag Mary's. show going on inside, but we were like on the patio. So we got we got there were so many people in that place. There it were was wild. so many people. I don't even know who was playing, who was uh no me, I, no, me, I think we weren't even paying attention. It could have been somebody who has a recognizable face. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we should do that whenever you come in because they have like patio seating. That's fun. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I, so- I need to get there ASAP. Like, I just don't know when, but it's got to happen soon because it's been too long. I'm telling you. Um, well, we are um, fixing up the, the other room. Uh, yes. So um, we once we have that all ready, um, I'll text you. Be like, hey, let me know. I mean, otherwise, I can always stay at a hotel. I have no problem. Yeah, what, whatever comes first. But anyway, yes. um, today we are watching Waterworld. We yes. have watched it, and we're going to talk about it. There's a lot to talk about. Also, I kind of, and this is just, I'm going to say this up top. Yeah, I feel like the trivia and the behind the scenes of this movie is far more interesting than the movie. Because let me tell you, this okay. thing, there were so many things about this movie. Are there? The uh, yes, there are. are th- I feel I got the. I feel like it translates onto the screen somehow because I was just like watching it. And I was like, there has to be some like major drama going on. 
Well, I mean, this is, and this isn't even opinion. This is coming from a lot of people. Apparently, Kevin Costner is very hard to work with. Um, that's uh, what I was picking up on. I was like, he is so stone cold committed to this like malarkey that he must be like insufferable as like a star. Okay, but so here's the thing. He was also going through a very messy divorce during this, which I think a lot of people... Um, yeah, yeah, you go through uh, episodes. Which people want to attribute his bad attitude towards, but apparently he wasn't going through a divorce when he worked with another person on a movie before this came out, and he was difficult to work with then. Yeah, so, I, it reads. It really reads. Well, did it read that this movie was supposed to be three plus hours long and they had to cut it back? Did they film it as a three hour long movie? They did. Oh, God. And apparently it was released as a TV special with all of the new scenes, but censored. So it was three hours long as a TV special, which explains a lot more of the refineries, how people were able to uh, refine oil in a world that's covered in water. Um, backstories on religion happening with, um, Jeff Bezos and, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's character. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know so exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> there was, there's so much more. And so it was re-released. I'll tell you all this. It was re-released later. So a fan, apparently there's fans of this who were, there are, which is also something we're going to talk about later. <laughs> So it, so this person actually cut the movie with all of the new stuff and made a Ulysses version of this movie. Is and it like a Ulysses tale or something? No, it was just that's the Ulysses cut. So this Whatever. fan made the longer cut and it was picked up by, I can't remember who it was, I think the studio, and they re-released it as a box set. So they oh my saw God. The, the version. Somebody who <laughs> loved this movie <laughs> So like you but know what they this, re- the they're like the universal movie with theatrical release doesn't do this justice. Well, they re-released it with the actual original cuts of it instead of the TV version that the other person did. But I guess they reached out to the person who made the cut, the Ulysses cut. Um, they probably got some money on the back end. I mean, I, it it makes sense that it was like chopped down because this movie, the structure of it, I was like, what? is going on here things are happening like major events are just happening back to back to back without like they get at some point they go from they go from this the crazy drifter number two who right. who like wants to like trade and buy the 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 mother daughter thing even though she's not not really the mother so don't come for me. <laughs> she uh, is mothering, though. She is mothering pretty crazily hard. We've seen her in a movie before. Uh, Jean Triplehorn? Yes, Jean Triplehorn. Uh-huh. She's, she uh, was a sliding doors. Yeah, I was going to say she was in a recent one we did. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're obsessed with Jean Triplehorn. Triplehorn and, and this, and this I, at least I am. I'm. Uh, I, oh, I love I, her. I think she's great. Yeah. Super cool. She got really the short end of the character stick in this movie. That's 
for certain. Well, she also told them she wasn't doing nudity in this film. So she had three body doubles who went to her trailer who had to drop their robes so she could figure out who looked the best from the back. Yeah, you can tell that it's a body double because you can see the face of the body double. <laughs> Which they... Did you notice that? No, I didn't actually. I was like, wait, that's a body double. I know it because she would not do that for something like this. Um, and she also, did nudity in films after she just wasn't doing it for this movie. Yeah, she was like, like, no, you can tell, you can see it comes through the performance that she was like raking, like she was just cashing in right now. But like, uh, what was I saying? Yeah. So it was just like, oh, so they go from that drifter number two scene, which we'll get to immediately into like, she is nearly like sexually assaulted. Yeah. And like <clears throat> very, Oh, yeah, uh-huh. it's a major event, uh, and they go straight from that, near almost straight from that to saying like, Kevin Costner saying that dry land doesn't exist, and I got all that dirt from below the water surface, and I'll take you there right now. And they do like a whole submarine mission thing, and it just yeah, it's yeah. This movie's wild. Oh wait, no, I was wrong. They go from Drifter number two scene to finding that that uh in the middle of the ocean oil refinery thing where all those dead people are and it's a, it's a trap yeah. and an ambush and they the go, puppets the dead body puppets dead body puppets and then they move d- directly from that to going and to the submerging underwater to show uh uh gene triple horn that there's dirt at the bottom of the ocean yeah and then it, like those are back to back to back there's no reprieve between uh, those scenes at all to like track character development or what we're doing in this movie at all. So I can see how it's like, it was chopped. A lot of things were on the cutting room floor. There was a lot left out. There was a lot left out. And I can tell you the reason being is because, and I think it was because um, there was a three hour movie that Kevin Costner did. It was a Western and it flopped uh, and, so, and it flopped hard and so I'm what, trying what, to remember that I'm trying to remember the name of it. It wasn't last it, of the Mo- was it was no, no, Dance no it of wasn't the last of- was a huge hit. No, it wasn't that it was it, it, honestly, it doesn't matter. Tombstone. No, not tombstone, not tombstone. So it flopped. And so he we'll get into it at the end, but I have, okay. I have, scre- I have screenshotted some trivia for this movie and some behind the scenes. Oh, that I think God. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. One of those being that Enola is uh, the name. Enola is the little girl with the tattoo on her back for dry oh, yes. land. Yes. The original, uh, the person who they wanted initially was Anna Paquin. Oh, wow. Oh, she must've just come off of her. Like, well, she in the, she was in the piano. Probably and whatever she was in. I know that she was the original person, but clearly they didn't get her. Mm-hmm. She was like, nar. Yeah. Um, somebody else is probably like, nar. Yeah. Uh, I always forget that Anna Paquin is a New Zealander. I love Anna Paquin. And I'll never forget when someone that we used to know, remember that song? Who cares? When somebody <laughs> that we used to know dubbed her Anna Gapwin, and I will live with that forever. <laughs> Anna Gap, when that reminds me of Heidi in Closet, her Heidi in Closet, like, right? Her What's Gappening line was I like, love oh, the gap like in people's teeth. We've talked about this. Yeah. And you got rid of yours. I did. Well, let, let me talk about it. That one was 
Okay, so, well, we're not even going to go back. That was a different gap in my tooth. That was created by a uh, palate expander. Right. So right. it was part of making the top of my mouth, which was too small, larger. So correct, correct. Fit more celery in it. <laughs> yeah, and coins. Yeah, celery and <laughs> coins. And my light has turned on. It'll turn off eventually. Ooh. But yeah, um, I... Yeah, what we're talking about. Uh, we were. Uh, let's get to the beginning of this because what I want to yeah. do is not go into the weeds of this movie, but more so discuss. Yeah. Oh, but for context, we gotta we gotta place blame on a certain amount of people here. So <laughs> that was yeah. directed by Kevin Reynolds, who um, um, yes. I have some information. We'll get to the end and we'll do talk tell. About it. We will. Okay. I'll tell. I'll tell at the end. Uh, well, he did uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which in 1991, which was a hit. I think it's also that's also Kevin Costner. It is Kevin Costner, which I have some info on. Ooh, so. but I mean, Kevin Costner, he did produce this as well as star in it. Um, he his... spent 22 million of his own dollars for this. Yeah, you can tell that he like was fully committed to the story and this character and all this stuff, and. I'm just like, wow, what um, a Commitment? choice. Oh. Yeah, like out of everything you could do, at, at this time, he was like the movie star. Well, and choices. Choices, delusions. Delusion, and, choices, delusions. And, uh, yeah, so um, it was written by Peter Rader and David Twohe. Twohe. Mm. Yeah. He does a lot of, of, of these types of movies. Um, it, the budget was $175 million. And it looks like it's an expensive movie, I would say. Yeah, and it went over budget before it started filming. Whoa. And the an first initial person who was on board with this, this movie was only supposed to cost $60 million, And when they decided they wanted to start filming in open water, they the did person film in dropped, open water. Uh-huh, it, they dropped out. yeah. Who dropped out? The star? No, the initial the initial investor. Okay, they were like, ooh, no. They said, absolutely <sighs> not. We chose to do 60 million. Also, Steven Bilt Spielberg told them, do not film in open water because of Jaws. Yeah, he was because like, of... I did that, and it was a total nightmare. And he specifically told them, which is uh, why so many things happened. Okay, I can't wait to find out that, because while I was watching it, I was like, I was recognizing that this was full. I mean, they probably had like some scenes filmed on like a stage and nope. like a, a water tank. Nope. But, uh, no. The Not only even... thing filmed in a water tank is when the main character and um, Gene Triplehorn go under the water. Okay. And they CGI'd them in. Yeah. Obviously, like, clearly CGI. Uh -huh. That's um, it. But... That's the only time. <sighs> yeah. I mean, because you can, that, that's so unnecessary, by the way. No tank. It's no so unnecessary to film a lot of the ship stuff on open water. Mm -hmm. Because you can't determine. Well, about, yeah, you can't. And you also, can't determine weather patterns. No, you can't do that at all. And it's but what about the um what about the compound city that he first goes to that he gets into trouble in the smokers raid? Filmed on water. That was not filmed on the open water. Filmed on open water. And guess what? They used pretty much all of the available steel left in Hawaii, and they had to have more brought in from California to finish the steel thing 
and they had and uh airport where um all the steel was coming in had to extend their runway by a mile just so they could get more shit to build that the 90s were insane for John. movie making they wouldn't i mean that's so crazy that's so the, insane to me. Literally, I spent so much time reading behind the scenes on this, and I was like, this movie's a disaster. Yeah. <sighs> behind the scenes, an absolute disaster, dude. That is so, so crazy to me. Because it's, it's so unnecessary. There are no. full sound stages uh, that you can cheat that stuff. And also, whenever whenever I was watching the stuff, the the scenes that are in that that water city thing... I never once thought I was like, oh, they filmed this on open water. This is a really good soundstage moment. No, nope, that, open I was, water. I mean, ridiculous. That's so crazy to me. It's ridiculous. Um, Although that's arguably the best scene in this movie. Probably, yeah. I mean, okay. So anyway, the uh, they did they did make their money back, I guess, because yeah, they, by eight million, and only because of rentals. Oh, wow, yeah. Like rentals and other things. Yeah, because we didn't go to see this in the movie theater. We saw it on VHS. I wasn't, um, I wasn't was, at this movie. This is a Universal picture. So Universal Studios did it. And I did uh, text uh, Travis yesterday. I was like trying to look at some things. I was like, it turns out they still, up until at least 2019, they've been doing Waterworld stunt shows at Universal Studios here in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I watched that whole thing and it was, I was more entertained by that stunt show than I was by this movie. Let me tell you, apparently after you text me that, so today when I was reading, it's, it was so wildly successful that they were thinking about opening five more stunt shows at mm -hmm. other locations. Yeah. The stunt show was really good. I was like, Whoa. I mean, and that stunt show is such like an old fashioned tradition of like, like Universal, Universal Studios. Studios. I love Universal Studios. Yeah, it was one of my favorites as a child. I I've never gone. There. I never gone. But funny, just yesterday, um, we were driving past it on our way home from like the a store we were at, and um, uh, they have yeah. So um, I was like, oh, you know what? Somebody told me that we should do like the City Walk at Universal because it's free to do to do the City Walk with all the shops and stuff. Yeah, and it's like um. But yeah, but then you just pay to do like all the rides and things. Go do the admission. Go see the other stuff. I'm not joking. I had so much fun doing it. It was great. Yeah. Apparently, it's really good. I mean, I mean, they. I, I hope they have the Waterworld stunt show. Probably not. <laughs> what if they still do? It's like, how did it survive 20 plus years? Um. Anyway, so Kevin Costner plays Mariner. He is Mariner. A yes. Character um and uh gene Triplehorn is helen and uh she was also helen in sliding doors <laughs> she was wasn't she so, uh, a character crossover i mean if she had rose to prominence nowadays she her career would have been like way more prolific i just feel like she got stuck with like these one-dimensional archetypes <sighs> Because hey. it was the '90s, and this yep. is such like a, like a what do they call that? It's sort of like a kind of like a real macho movie. Like a, it's through like a straight male lens, like an movie. alpha male lens. Yeah, 
like and so but also it stars tina majorino majorino as a nola who's the little girl that everybody yep. wants to have and um she i think you would appreciate this i hope you already know it but she plays deb in napoleon dynamite oh my photos by no, deb i had no idea isn't that crazy that's amazing good for her good for her and I so, can see it now. Yeah, that's so funny. But um, it makes me like her better as in this movie, she was quite obnoxious to me. <laughs> so. uh, well, they made every single mention they could about her never shutting up. I know. Uh, yeah. Um, so she did a great job. But anyway, so um, Waterworld, if nobody knows, is an action movie from 1995. It is set in a dystopian world post-apocalyptic where the uh, polar ice caps have melted and flooded the entire world and turning it into a water world that everybody also refers to it in the movie as water world yeah <laughs> <laughs> like at some point he's like oh they don't do that uh, kevin costner says something like oh they don't have blah 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 in water world yeah. i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so we open up on uh, Kevin Costner, Zier and Stream. Yes. Yes, we do. He's peeing, and then there's a lot of contraptions on his um, steampunk ship. And yeah. he pours the pee into this contraption. It filters it, and then he immediately takes a long, beautiful drink. And he's like, ah, piss yes. play. Well, he gargles first. You can't forget. He does gargle. Right. And he spits some into a, a tomato or lemon. In a lime. lime. A, a lime, lime tree. tree. A little baby lime tree, which I don't think a, a tree, a baby, a mini tree like that would fruit. No, they would. They would? They would. Okay, cool. There but are the, small trees that can fruit, yes. Cool. It does look plastic in the it does. apartment. <laughs> I mean, like, they spared no expense on, like, everything else and filming in open water, but they couldn't make a convincing-looking mini tree. No, they got it at Kohl's. Yeah. They used Kohl's cash. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, you know, we're a little over budget. Do you, does anybody have any Kohl's cash? <laughs> <laughs> and it's obviously where they got the wardrobe too because the yes. wardrobe yes he's wearing beetlejuice striped pants hot by the way hot yes sure 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 hot jazz <laughs> um and he's uh he I, was it a wig uh, kevin costner is wearing or like kind of like extensions no it, it was it was straight up his it's his Cool. I, it, you know what? There's nothing it, against balding people, but balding people should not grow their hair out six inches or more. Well, when it's that wet, also you're and you're bordering skull it, it's time to let it go. Yeah, you gotta, you let, gotta it go. let it go. Like you don't gotta braid it and look cool. Mm -mm. Um, you just gotta embrace the steampunk vibe and and go bald. Honestly, you could look so good bald and you have no idea how many people I mean, out there who are into that. I mean, look at Mad Max Fury Road. Baldies right. everywhere. Looking I'm great. Amazing even. Yeah, I have a, a special niche kink for, for all those goons in, uh, yeah. in Mad Max Fury Road. It was yeah. doing it for me. There you are. See, listen, yeah. be that goon, everyone. Yeah, goon out. Goon out. <laughs> so, um uh yeah uh, so he uh pees into his own mouth by way of a contraption 
Yeah. And then he um uh he does a bunch of stuff to show the audience his amazing cool ship. There's like a harpoon gun. There's a a really that's like there's like net so it's like lightweight and fast. Mm-hmm. Um it's like a pontoon situation. There's sails but they're not up right now. Mm-hmm. And then uh yeah, and then he he goes underwater for an extremely long time. And there's a passage of time. And during that passage of time, uh, somebody steals the limes off the tree. And whenever he comes back up, we're like, hey, he was down there like a really long time. I guess we're going to figure that out later. Um, he, uh, yeah. Um, he, he sees the guy and the guy's like, hey um we're friends right and he was like sure let's have a trade and he was like no trade and then um he sees the other man who's like i never came onto your ship uh bite into a lemon or a lime yeah and then he was he harpoons him or no he does have him he does kill him later yeah he does because like they the uh, smokers show up there's these really bad guys they be they belong to like a really bad dystopian clan and they they are on cult. jet skis. They're on jet skis. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, they uh, are. They love jet skis. They Violet love the jet skis. skis. Violet jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are they are smoking cigarettes and they are out for blood, and they try to raid um, Kevin Costner, but he's like, you know what? I do have sails, and my ship goes really fast. And so what he does is he um, hops on his Peloton, hops on his Peloton and he has like this crank lever thingy and it goes full swashbuckler um, and with the music, everything. It's very like a Pirates of the Caribbean score at this point in time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, so, yeah, because I do remember thinking while I was watching it, I was like, this is like a, a Mad Max but swashbuckler movie movie right i'm i'm not joking that was the first thing that i told my redacted when i was watching this i said this is bargain bin mad max this is in the water mad max like the mad max did this in the 80s like you're 10 years too late this was mad max in the water i'm not joking yeah absolutely um yeah so yes anyway um he yeah he gets his uh tree back or whatever and he also like um takes off the other guy's sails and um the smokers you can hear killing him in the background and he just sails off into living his life on the open ocean yep um but he got a couple of items from uh underwater including dirt yep which he goes to trade yes at this um this community this gated community in the middle of the open ocean oh, their hoa must be insane i know crazy right yeah and it's <laughs> so they it's like a little fortress and they go in there and it's like there's a whole bustling city and we get a real good snapshot of the whole culture in there it's a, a full-on religious thing there's elders involved there's a shop that gene <laughs> Triplehorn owns and she has like one or two things Everybody's addicted to like uh uh water. What is it called? Pure hydro. I don't know what it is, but I'm not joking. It truly it looked like antifreeze. 
Yeah, and people are like hooked on. It was that. Mountain Dew. It was it was Mountain Dew. If, if it was nineteen ninety five, it was definitely Mountain Dew. They were They're using like, Mountain Dew because it was know, this fly weird more green. <laughs> it was a weird green. It was this weird green. <laughs> so he goes. He uh, goes into town and he like shines a, a reflects a bunch of light into some kids' eyes and was like, "I have one of these." Uh, car rear view mirrors for each one of you if you make sure nobody messes with my boat and they're like okay um and the elders are like hey as so we he trades this dirt for like basically all the cash chits yeah i was like chits what is he gonna do with those holy chits <laughs> that's a lot of chits like, we like, got- <laughs> like why don't you just take a chits yeah, like who are you trading? What the hell is the point of that money? I don't. Like, what is he gonna do that? What is he gonna use that for? I have no idea. I... It doesn't make any sense at all. He's trading it. I don't know, dude. It was like broken pieces of who knows what. Yeah. Um. So he is causing a stir around town because people are like, "Whoa, he's crazy." He's wearing boots at this point. Boots and, with uh, the fur and apple bottom jeans, everyone. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but uh, Kevin, but it's also exposited. We're getting a real vibe of Kevin Costner's like whole thing. And he's just like stoic, moody, a man of few words, and also just like uh, the least interesting character in the movie thus far. Because they are they are all in on these character actors at this point. Like, yeah, we meet so Marjorie many. Taylor green over at the shop when she, she was like, can you buy me a drink? And he's like, absolutely not. <laughs> are you talking uh, about the guy with the lion's mane? Yes. <laughs> Is that you're talking about? Yes. 100%. Yeah. So he's like this, this, he's like this crime guy ends up being like a spy for the, the smokers. He has full, Tina Turner, Mad Max, Thunderdome, hair. It's he that, truly looks like it's Marjorie, the, MGT. <laughs> in the face, the haircut is crazy. It is so retro, over the top. And um, like, I don't know where he's finding hairspray and a teasing comb. He's not, girl. It's not salt water. It'll do it. it just... <laughs> yeah. You can't drink it, but you can get an amazing 80s glammed out dew. <laughs> yep, it is that salt water. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so like... Uh, it is the crispiest, driest looking hair I've ever seen. It is so insane. But he's like, feeling the fantasy for oh, sure. Oh, that is hair metal. That is an 80s hair metal band. Yeah, I'm sure that actor came to the audition with that hairdo already, and that's why they gave him the part. And I'm sure if nowadays he's probably somewhere at a stinky LA fitness in Hollywood, like doing the back row machine in like uh, leggings and uh, leg warmers and high tops and a crop top sweater with that exact same haircut <laughs> but it's but it looks like kevin costner's hair in this movie at right, this it, point it has, in his life has progressed the male pattern baldness has progressed by this point yeah. it has thinned out so terribly anyway back to this movie <laughs> yeah take it away <laughs> so what's so crazy is kevin costner uh, turns down marjorie taylor green's advances 
and buys a tomato plant instead of buying MGT a drink, yeah, some yeah. Mountain Dew. Yeah. And so anyway, freaking hair metal, the hair metal heiress is like pissed <laughs> at this point. And so I don't know. Just, it gets so ridiculous. Yeah. What happens? He tries well, to go back to his boat and the priests are like, take my daughter. We need your seed because everyone here is effing each we're other. We're all inbred. So we yeah. need some fresh human seed but he's like no thanks and then they try to keep him there and force him to do it and they notice that he has gills behind his ears yep and they're like he's a mutant we have to kill him right now and so the entire city converges on him and it turns into this action sequence where he ultimately gets captured and put into a cage and they find out that he also has webbed feet yeah so he's a he has uh he has a he has a leap in evolution and he is adapting to the water world by developing gills and webbed feet. And that's why he can be underwater for so long and uh, not regarded as human by these other guys. And mm -hmm. so he is going to be sentenced to death tomorrow, not tonight, not right now, but tomorrow. So he's in like a hanging cage. And then we meet like the, the most insane character actor in the world. Gene Triplehorn, not Gene Triplehorn, but Gene Triplehorn has a um a pseudo daughter a girl that she takes care of who has a tattoo of a map on her back and it is rumored uh to be uh to be the map to a place called dry land yep which is of high value so high value i mean just money chits can't even cover no. the cost no that's like it's a chitless <laughs> <laughs> and so um, uh and so she kind of like lives uh, she is plotting with this sort of da vinci-esque guy with the most insane accent i know he was in picket fences a long time ago <laughs> which is a show I don't, I, I didn't yeah. even recognize him. Yeah, he is acting his face off. He is going really, really, really hard. How did you feel about this this performer? I mean, honestly, it's work. <laughs> like, that's all I can say. I mean, good for him. He was yeah. trying. He was trying. He was a thousand percent committed to this character. He might have, I mean... He's easily the most memorable, which I mean, arguably, arguably could make yes. him the best. Yeah. I mean, when in doubt, go a thousand percent. Yeah. And his, the actor's name is Michael Jeter. He was like a really long time Hollywood character actor. And his um, character name is Old Gregor, which is fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> old Greg, old Greg, if you all remember. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, he, uh, they, they are plotting to escape uh, to try to find dry land at some point in time. But turns out these smokers, uh, they're the main leader, Deacon, played by Dennis Hopper, who was doing the most. He's wearing so much foundation. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's like everybody is painted darker because they're like, there's no sunscreen out on the open ocean. Well, they actually, and no joke, they had to, um, they had to put self tanner on all of the actors every single day. They had to put them in self tan because that's uh, their open water. So that's why they all look orange. They look crazy. I mean, yeah, it, it's fake tan, right? It's all fake tan. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All look MAGA. They all look like they, I mean, they just, I was just like, they need SPF. Like how is the whole human race, like not dead from like skin cancer at this point? Right. The sun exposure. Like, I don't, I I don't understand. Like you, you can't, like you can make an entire city on the water, but no shade anywhere. I don't get what's going on. The worst thing that they had going wrong with them was their crusty lips. Yeah, they're chapped lips. That's it. And I was like, we need sun monsters. I need open source. <laughs> like, they need to be mutated by the sun exposure. Like, what's happening? They need not a single not, person. Nobody can string a sentence together because of the fever. Right. Like, um, but yeah, but we have beautiful sun-kissed Jean Triplehorn. Oh, and uh, I would kill for that tan. I know hers was the only even tan, but she had some crusty lips in some scenes. I was like, Oof. she did have some crusty lips, but you want to know a little, I mean, just grab some of that ocean water, bitch, there's salt in it, exfoliate. <laughs> yeah, exfoliate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so the smokers are, uh, they, they lay siege on the city. And seed probably. And lots of seed. They just come in with all the seed. And so they... that's not the seed I'm talking about. Oh god, I got it. Uh, so they uh, they are definite. It's a whole war action scene. It goes on a really really long time. Lots of people die. The credit should have rolled right after. Yeah. So uh, Gene Triplehorn and and uh, Enola they they free Kevin Costner um, and he escapes the city with them on on his boat unscathed not before our character old greg uh, leaves he takes flight in this machine that everyone was supposed to get on it's like a da vinci it's a da vinci type like flying machine and yeah he accidentally triggers it and floats away and yeah and what could only look i swear to god that's colostomy bag that is keeping that thing afloat. It is like a, a like a air filled stomach bladder. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, so he he goes away, and but also, can we talk about Dennis Hopper and the and his ragtag crazy army of dystopian people smokers? Can you like? How are you feeling about that whole um, the smokers vibe? I truly, I honestly felt like each one of those characters had been ripped off from every other movie, especially Mad Max. Also, not a single one of you. Who is getting manufactured cigarettes? Girl, nobody. They all have filters. How? Like they literally how? Yeah, like their currency is is uh, filtered cigarettes. But. It's like you're not even rolling them. And what's the, the craziest thing about this is like right after the scene, we come up to the dude who's trying to um, who's trying to assault Gene Triplehorn and he wants to trade for paper. My point is they're all saying have you, we've never seen paper before, but these mm. people have paper cigarettes. Rolled around their tobacco. There is paper right there. Paper and filters. Also so like, hmm. This is where the world doesn't make sense. Also, before I do go on this tangent, I must say those those little kids with the flags doing all the signaling to the other ships, John, they were living their fucking best life like that. And I was going to mention to you, <laughs> they are the color guard. And I say this with all due respect. 
they're the flagettes and I love them. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> they were in like little crop tops. They had like the coolest outfits. They had like these this, the like little crop puffer uh sleeveless things. Uh, they were voguing. Jackets. Yeah, they they were full voguing. They had and they were just you can tell on the day they were just like fully given free reign to wave them flags around. It did not make sense. It wasn't coordinated. No. It wasn't choreographed at all. It did not make sense. And nothing, they just kept flinging them flags around. John, I I was living for them. They were. Do you remember those? Um, what was it called? The uh, ribbon, ribbon dancers? Oh, yeah. They were the inspiration for Most- the ribbon dancer toy. Yeah, and they're probably like the gayest part of this movie because they're I remember the best part of this movie. <laughs> yeah. And also <laughs> he re- he pays them and rewards them in cigarettes. Right. Did you see that after they were yeah, all done? He's like, "Here's some cigarettes, little underlings." It's totally crazy. I love them. They're I mean, if you're going to have cronies, make them fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so um, uh, I don't know what I was going to be talking about. The world doesn't make any sense because, okay, there's no paper, but there's all these other resources. I don't get why there's no paper around. Like, uh, also, you can make paper out of other types of things. Like, why does it have to be this type of paper? I don't really get it. And um, also, like, why did... um... Yeah, so anyway, it's just, it's so crazy. It's crazy. Let's just... So they are they are now like this uh, trio on the open ocean and uh, Kevin Costner is for some reason like okay I got you guys out of the city thank you for freeing me from my cage I am going to live my life and uh one of you has to jump off of the boat because um something or other yeah it's super lame he was like i followed my end of the bargain i got you out and that's all we talked about so the little girl's gotta go and gene Triplehorn straight (laughs) up is like no she's just a little child let me give you let me fillet you to keep her here right and then he kind of goons i guess goon is the word the word of the day yeah i mean he he does goon after her for a second yes Which is like in the weirdest way, because she like drops her thing. It's uh, you can see the face of the body double. It is not Jean Triplehorn. I wasn't paying attention, and I'm not going ever <laughs> back to watch it. <laughs> and so, um, uh, yeah, and he's just like he's he's like sort of like hunchbacked, and like he has like one hand out, like grabbing for like grabbing the air between him and her. He boob. has a bell towering like, her tits. He's like. Go, go. It's phenomenal acting on Kevin Costner's part, fully committed. He turns into Quasimodo. Yeah, he's like, oh, booms. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes like an 11-year-old around porn. And she doesn't want anything, and he recognizes it. And so the only yeah. redeeming quality about the Mariner is he walks away. Yeah, he just like leaves her, and she's like, Bleh. and then he, <laughs> she holds... She holds a, a harpoon gun at him and he's like, you know what? I'm going to drop these sails on you. And so uh, he does. And then he hits her and knocks her out with an oar. Physical hey, violence. For what reason? I have Because no she idea. was like, she was like, you're going to take us to where we want to go and blah, blah, blah. Or else I'm going to shoot you with this thing. And then to keep, to shut her up, he clubs her with an oar while she's like underneath the sails. 
Honestly, it seems very fitting for this world. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's the only believable aspect. It's just like the stupid, useless violence. It's crazy. It's like chauvinistic. It's it's really sexist. It's very bad. It's It's, not good. It's the 90s. It's the 90s. And uh, yeah, so um, the little girl's kind of like mean mugging him at this point. She's like, my name is She's like, you suck. She's like, your hair sucks. Yeah, your she's like, you're suck. gross. She really does. She basically <laughs> is like, she basically does call him gross. Yeah. And then he throws her in the water after she calls him ugly. Yeah, like she should have gone for the jugular and commented on his hair. She did. She's like, you're a ratty ass. No, little- she truly did. She said, my mom, referring to Helen, said you'd be a lot better looking if you'd cut your hair and he tosses her in the water. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she can't swim. And so she's drowning. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So Helen has to jump in and save her. Yeah. And we do get, but before that, we get a lovely line of exposition where she's like, you, whatever, she can't swim. And then she goes in after her. I'm like, oh, right, right. She's from dry land. She doesn't know water. Yeah, she's never seen water in this water world. Yeah. Um, Also, if the polar ice caps melted, just FYI, it would only raise the water by like a couple hundred feet. And they all knew that when this was happening. They only wrote it for dramatics. Absolutely. Absolutely. But they all knew it. So the water world wouldn't exist. Yeah, there would still be land masses. Oh, for sure. And uh, so, um, uh, yeah, so... Uh, she's um they get her out of the water and stuff and like there there's this this constant persistent rift between them they don't like him he he doesn't like them and that's just the way things are here in mm-hmm. water world yep and it's very tiring and like ugh like it's, it's all happening in one space on this boat. And wh- all the while, the goons are gooning out there, gooning in the water. <laughs> yeah. So he, behind- does come a- <laughs> he does come across the goons. And uh, goon number one comes by, and goon number, no, goon number two comes by, and uh, he is a trader. He wants to trade things, and he's the one He's probably also like- a trader. Yeah, and he wants to, like, trade him some paper. And he's like, hey, uh, can I trade you this paper for these women you have and he's like no they're not for sale and then he says like not for sale in a really weird way and um uh yeah he's like can i just like have a few minutes with them like down below deck and he's like okay his first mistake was offering them to chris Catan. <laughs> was it chris Catan? No. Yeah. He looked just like Chris Catan. He does look like Chris Catan. That'd be hilarious if they got oh. Chris Catan to do this one. <laughs> Made it. It was just like, yeah. Um, and so uh he goes below deck with Gene Triplehorn. Um, and then he uh and then he just like changes his mind out of nowhere. He's like, he's like, nope, sorry, deals off. And then a fight ensues where he kills the drifter, and then they um kind of just tip the John, he's a drifter in every sense of the word. Yeah, he's drifting on that water now forever because it's, it's, it's like dead now. Uh, he's stuff. done for. They just tossed him right over the right yeah. over. And then they steal all of his stuff. And then I guess like this is the turning point in their relationship, their friendship, because they're they're now coming around to him, even though he just sold her for sex. Yeah. 
She's like, and you the, know what? You're not a bad guy because you changed your mind. No, well, that and also he teaches Enola how to swim. And then you can see this fucking, what is it? I don't know. What do they call that? The sparkling in her eyes? Oh, right. The twinkle. Yes, yeah. You can see the twinkle in her eyes for him. He after. does teach her how to swim. And that whole montage, insane. I was just like, cool work. Slow motion underwater shots. He's like being a dad, teaching the daughter how to swim. And there's one point where he like leaps out from the, he crests from the water and shoots into the sky like a, like the fish monster he is. (laughs) (laughs) And And she's like, wow. I just, and then that's, and then after all of this happiness, they come across the dead body puppets and more goons. Yeah, on an oil rig, they're gonna like they need need to repair their boat for some reason. Oh right, there was like a whole airplane smoker scene. There's God, so much going on back to back. It's too hard to count. But listen, if you guys want to watch this, we've left out so much because there's I can't remember even half of what happened. Yeah, so they get they are trapped by Dennis Hopper and Marjorie Taylor Green. Yes, they are. <laughs> Jeff Bezos and Marjorie Taylor Green. Jeff Bezos and Marjorie. An unlikely pairing, but somehow it works. Yeah, and Dennis Hopper is giving like full cartoon villain performance and kind of living for the camp of it. But at the same time, it's such a wild world they're living in here. Um, So they do, uh, their ship is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the little girl, Enola is captured by Dennis Hopper because he wants that map on her back. He needs it so bad. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, so they are, uh, um, uh, uh <laughs> Kevin Costner and uh and uh Gene Triplehorn they are left within the ruins of their thing but an act of god happens where out of sure all the is. places all the places that old Gregor could happen to be is right above them in his little flying machine yeah in his colostomy bag machine yeah and it looks like it not. Ju- it looks like it's just made out of I don't, uh, tumors, dude. It's the weirdest right? looking. Yeah, like a fleshy, tumory, floating so, air so bag. Weird. And so he tosses a ladder down to them and saves their lives and takes them to the survivors of the town. And they're like, "We gotta save Enola." And they're like, "No, actually, it's like Enola, we don't. Enola, <laughs> we don't." <laughs> yeah. And uh, but then uh, Kevin Costner just goes rogue and takes a jet ski and heads out or something. Yep, he heads and, out, and so does Helen. And does anyone else go? Um, not right now. Remember. Oh, right, yeah. Um, um, uh, old Greg, old Greg, and and um, and who's a what's it? Another person. They they get on a flying. Machine. Oh, old Greg, and then the one who looks like he could be a Baldwin. Yeah, like Baldwin, but a Baldwin who a Baldwin of, brother. Yeah, a Baldwin brother who instead of acting did like WWF wrestling in right. 1991. 
I don't know. I kind of thought he was hot. I'm going to be honest in like a weird way, but I mean, really? he, but honestly, yeah. when in your, when you're given nothing, it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> you're just, you're grasping for straws at this point in time. You're like, you know what? We have a beautiful Jean triple horn and she is surrounded by monsters. Dude, straight up. There's not one person. I, that's what I hate about nineties action movies like this. Like as a kid, it, it hit me weird too. Cause I was like, there are these like gorgeous, like leading ladies. That's why they made these movies. They made them so that the most average looking man who's all going to watch the movie yeah. could see themselves being with Gene Triplehorn, who's a 10. It's like, no, you are a serious two. Yeah. She is I'm like, a 10. I'm looking at Kevin Costner from all angles here, trying to like see what everybody else is seeing. And I am not um, seeing it. I wasn't seeing any of it. I was like, you know what? Put it in the recycle. See what yeah. you can get after it gets recycled. It can become like, more beautiful. You don't know that plastic bottle. Also, Yeah. Look, and also, uh, yes. And also that Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner, producer of this movie, star of this movie, you director are... of this movie. <laughs> Kevin Costner did not direct this movie. <laughs> we'll get to it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but like he okay, I can't wait to hear about that, by the way. <laughs> so like <laughs> he he knows full well what wardrobe he's gonna be wearing. It is skin tight, wetsuit-ish, and it is mid-drift showing. And you're gonna show up to work with a muffin top. I wasn't. I'm like, girl, here's my issue. And I noticed this with the bodies. Listen, fine. We love body positivity. But if we're talking about a movie here and we're talking open water where the only thing you're eating is a fish and toenails, mm -hmm. girl, not one of you is going to have a muffin. Where, what are you eating? Yeah. Twinkies, bitch. No, 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 you're not. You're drinking your own pee and tomatoes. Your body is going to be so snatched. Like, I don't care. It's not real. No, no, no. <laughs> I and know I'll, it's not real, but I am sorry. The responsibility. I mean, in the context of this movie, he's supposed to be a heartthrob. Right. He's supposed to be. And he's not. I he's a middle-aged, balding old man, which I'm not opposed your... to. No, me either. I Listen, I'm here for it, but take your stringy ass hair and get rid of it. Yeah, but also don't hire Gene Triplehorn to stand next to. No. If you're, if you're going to show up to work like that, you need to be matched by someone equal, not somebody Hire me way. and put me in a wig. It makes yeah. more sense. And then I can, and then you like are in that fishnet dress and right. then you just like drop it and you're right. just completely naked. Yeah. My body's not going to look that great, but it's all, it all makes or more sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or it's like, it's all Gene Triplehorn and then you were the body double. <laughs> and you didn't shave your face or anything like that no just hire me you could have hired me <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sorry yeah i'm not body shaming you by any means but no like, i'm totally fine but uh, a hairy man's body as a body double is fucking hilarious listen over my dad body john <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean but gene Triplehorn is way out of kevin costner's league in this movie i don't understand it, it it's the 90s i'm telling you they truly this is what they did in the 90s. Honestly, I'm so sick of this movie. I'm so sick of talking about this movie. Um, <laughs> me too, me too. Let, we're, okay. Let's get to the end of it. Yeah. Let's get to the end of it, and then we're going to talk about logistics. The 90s hired the most rat-faced <laughs> looking people, the men, to be next to the hottest women so that the men who went to go see this movie could see themselves with them. And it's like, that's not accurate. The patriarchy. It doesn't work that way. I am no. so sorry. And here's the thing. 
everyone's like, you shouldn't look at the outside. Listen, if not, mm. if I am not attracted to you first, I'm not going to be interested. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Call it nope. shallow, but sexual attraction, it goes in so many different ways. Exactly. Physical appearance. You have to physically want to take that person's clothes off first. I'm so yeah. sorry. Got to do it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't what, matter. Doesn't matter who, what they look like. You get, as a subjective uh, feeling, you have to want to take them clothes off first. Yeah. I have to be like, you know what? You'll do. Right. So, and Kevin, and Kevin Costner's not it. Nah. Sorry. Anyway, so, so he gets onto an oil rig. They That's- find their way to a massive oil rig that somehow has like, I don't know, the most strategically placed holes in it for him to climb up. Yeah, exactly. Like a rock wall made just for him and his webbed feet. They had to put moleskin on his feet, just FYI, because he was barefoot a lot. They put moleskin on his feet so that he wouldn't wow. cut his feet on a lot of stuff. And he still managed. I mean, they were surrounded by rusty everything. This movie is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. And so it's like the hub of uh, the the smokers and Enola is in there and she is a captive. And so they just took long story short. It's just a long drawn out process of Kevin Costner. Against the evangelicals. Against the evangelical smokers who are... uh, (laughs) on their way to dry land because they got the girl and, but he drops a flare into their, uh, their oil, oil reserve. My favorite part of this movie was the old man when he was like, yeah. Oh, thank God. He was, he was ready <laughs> to be blown to smithereens. He was the best part of this entire movie. His and whole you character, see him twice. his vibe. He's like, he looks like a mole rat with giant eyes because he lives <laughs> in the dark. you guys we didn't even tell you there's so much we left out but his death was so amazing he sees the giant ball of flame coming at him and he's like oh thank god right (laughs) and so so he dies in a a glorious blaze of he dies immediately good for him and then uh and so the ship is the tanker's going down and uh there's a plane on it uh dennis hopper tries to escape with uh enola and Did Chris... marjorie taylor green die at this point or yeah marjorie still marjorie... somehow bopping around <laughs> <laughs> you can never kill a cockroach so they're you probably can, they, still out there somewhere. they do not die yeah they just don't go away you can try to flush them but they swim right back up <laughs> they're they're just the worst aren't yeah, they they definitely are and, uh, oh, I bet you didn't know this. Very racist and bigoted. Oh, cockroaches? 100%. <laughs> cockroaches. The worst. Never start a conversation with a cockroach. No. Joe's apartment, burn it to the ground. Yeah, start talking about the how the earth is flat and uh, people are actually lizards. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> also, yes, just the most ridiculous. Anyway, Crazy. so uh, Tom, who is it? Jim, who? Uh, Jeff Jim, Bezos? Jeff, uh, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> Dennis Hopper of uh, Koopa fame in the mm. 1995's uh, John Leguizamo um, Mario Brothers movie. I didn't watch that. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> We probably should actually. Okay. Um, anyway, so uh, he gets Enola and uh, the flying, uh, flying bladder tumor monster. So old Greg, uh, old Gregor is saves them once again, and they escape the burning oil tanker and they fly to dry land. And they boy, do. is it great! 
Oh, so is it amazing. They find Enola's dead parents who are now skeletons. And she walks um, in there, sees them, is like, hmm, and goes straight <laughs> to the music box. And she's like, I'm home. Yep. She walks right past her two dead parents. It's like, this is where I live now. And then yeah. Kevin Costner is like, I don't belong here. It's like, I got webbed feet and gills. Right. So he hops on like a giant pile of, I don't know, sea moss and floats away. I have, to, like, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So he says goodbye to them because he belongs on water and they belong on land. And, yep. you know, instead of being like, hey, I'll visit every once in a while now that I know where you live, he just, just says goodbye forever. Honestly, that is the best outcome. I know it's like, I, right. They were probably like, yes, finally. They're, thank they're God. like, good. We thought we were going to be stuck with them forever. All we need is old Greg, um, the Baldwin brother, and these two. I don't even know what's happening at this point. Yeah, and wild horses. So is old Greg going to go find the rat? Who cares? I'm so glad this movie didn't make a sequel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if but, you guys can't tell. <laughs> like, uh, what? I mean, that's Waterworld, but I'm way... I'm chomping at the bit to learn what you learned about the behind the scenes of this all how much of a monster kevin costner really is because it reads on on screen let's get into so let's first here's what we're gonna do i have a couple before we get into our rating and we're gonna go through a few of them so bear with me everyone while i attempt to read oh i'm bearing Um, down so here we go we're getting into the, we just told you the basics of this movie, but there's so much behind the scenes that's far yeah. more interesting. Yes. So the preferred three hour cut of director Kevin Reynolds was drastically edited back to 135 minute theatrical version by Kevin Costner and the studio, probably oh. in an effort to recoup the film's $175 million budget, the inflated budget, since Costner's previous three hour movie Wyatt Earp had been a bond a box office flop so yeah this is where we get to the Ulysses cut I'm not going to get into it I told you about it now we're getting into it's rumored that the director Kevin Reynolds and Kevin Costner had a huge squabble over the film resulting in Reynolds walking off the project <gasps> and leaving Costner to take over directing and overseeing editing Reynolds no was, way just wait Reynolds was quoted as saying that Kevin Costner should only star in movies he directs. That way, he can work with his favorite actor and favorite director. Oh, that's shade. That is a good burn. A I solid love burn. And I also, s- it's like it's like it's almost like down south, uh, Georgian polite smackdown. That is a bless her heart moment. It's bless her heart. This prior to the Titanic in 1997, this was the most expensive movie ever produced. Kevin Costner personally invested 22 million of his own money into the film, as we stated before. Now, here's the way we get to the floating. So it says the floating atoll set used up all the available steel in the Hawaiian Islands. This is the uh, this is like the this is like the little fortress on on right. Yeah, yeah. They used everything available on the Hawaiian islands because they're like, fuck Ugh. the natives. So then right. like, when more was required, it had to be flown in from California. The runway at Kona Airport actually had to be extended a quarter mile, so, sorry, not a mile, to accommodate the heavy planes that had to land there. Now we're getting more in to the drama behind the scenes. Yeah. Josh Whedon 
flew out to the set to do last minute rewrites on the script's third act aboard the smoker ship, the D's. He later described it as seven weeks of hell, stating that he did little more than take notes from Kevin Costner and trying to work them into script because nobody listened to his ideas. In the end, he wrote a few puns and a few scenes. This is him quoting, wrote a few puns and a few scenes that I can't even sit through because they came out so bad. Oh my God. So. It's, oh my God. Uh... Yes. So here's the thing. We're getting more into Kevin Costner being terrible. After Kevin Costner showed interest in the film, he insisted that his friend Kevin Reynolds, who we just spoke about, mm -hmm. be given the director's position and Charles Gordon, with whom he had made Field of Dreams, be the producer. Reynolds initially refused because of major disagreements between the uh, between him and Kevin Costner on the set of Is Robin Hood. Is this before Hood. they started production or... Before yeah. he didn't mm -hmm. want to do it because he worked with him on Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Right. And he said Gordon had to bring Reynolds and Costner together and act as an intermediate before the two made amends. Ugh. You know what? You know what it is? Uh, Kevin Reynolds is, was like, you know what? Offer me the most money and I'll do this thing. Yep. Oh, I was going to tell you this and I just barely, I just what this movie reminded me of swiss family robinson there's a direct thing in here they actually made it so that kevin costner felt that it had to give off a swiss family robinson feeling well i mean it kind of it does it i mean it kind of gives that a no little it did bit. with the family with the family element of them i was like yeah. this is swiss family robinson girl and this right, is right, right here so um what is it this is there's so much more, but I think this is the last thing I want yeah. to say about this. Largely due to the input of several big parties, including production company, Largo Entertainment, Universal Studios, and star Kevin Costner, mm -hmm. the script underwent 36 different drafts involving six different writers. Original writer Peter Rader had already written seven drafts before he was replaced, and the script was constantly <sighs> being rewritten during filming. Yeah, it... It shows this whenever you start going hard like that, like it, it just, you're just, it's sort of like trying to pardon the pun, uh, save the sinking ship. It's just like, it's going to go down. This movie didn't stand a chance. No. And I feel like it's just, at, I was trying to whittle it all down. I was like trying to see it outside of like the, the horrible nineties of it. And like the obvious trends of why certain choices were made and like the style of this action movie and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, what? it's kind of an interesting concept. I can see why the studio conceptually was like, oh, yeah, that's going to work. Right. Because that's one of the good that I had to say about this. The concept. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's just like it's a it's a swashbuckler, which is in which is an honored uh a highly regarded um, movie cinema historic genre that we don't right. really get that much anymore outside of Pirates of the Caribbean, but it was a full on influential swashbuckler pirate thing that was immensely popular in the golden era of, of Hollywood movies. And in the nineties, they were always hearkening back to that time stylistically, like whether it's like noir or, I mean, there's even um, art deco situations in Waiting to Exhale, right? Right. 
So mm-hmm. the 90s was like obsessed with that golden era. So it makes sense that they would be like, oh, swashbuckler, but dystopian on water. Crazy. Let's do it. And um, yeah, I can totally get it. But obviously, a lot of things were mm-hmm. set ablaze along the way. <laughs> John, there were so many more things. I mean, we could have spent the whole hour going through just behind the scenes in this movie i'm not joking i can't believe they did it all practical on the open water yep and were there there like storms right there were and here's the thing because hawaii is not a dry place no it's rainy it is they had to boat people in and they had to boat people for hair and makeup boat people in to do things they had to boat people to toilets like off of who even knows what so if um, you oh right so if you have to go to the bathroom yep they probably they probably tortured those actors tortured the so one of the major things and the components they were doing in open water there were so many different things that happened basically water would move it would change the way they were going to film it it would do this they ran into so many issues you can't control the waves nope so they basically screwed themselves from from the beginning the ocean's insane like yep should have listened you get swells some days you get giant waves how do they keep everything together and not falling apart i there's more i could read into it i think things were just like i honestly i don't know but they didn't how was that safe right they didn't listen to steven spielberg no because they're not gonna listen to steven spielberg yeah i watched the the jaws uh documentary about like how that was a disaster at certain Mm -hmm. points yeah and it became a completely different movie because of the water disasteriness but steven spielberg kind of just like did the best that he could and like redid everything and um yeah worked made a good movie but it was like hellacious well i mean this movie same so i guess let's get into our reviews um (laughs) did we not already do it i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah i mean out of 10 so i don't know out of 10 like out of 10 high priests offering you their daughter which is so weird i'm gonna give this movie like no joke i Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i guess for the sake of like not giving it a zero i'll give it a two but I'm never going to watch this movie again, ever. I think the behind yeah. the scenes is far more interesting. This movie's not good. Kevin yeah. Costner sounds like he wouldn't be great to work uh, with. Um, Gene Triplehorn's amazing. Um, mm. Enola, good for you for being Deb. Um, yeah. Two. This movie's two. They <laughs> yeah. got two points for Gene Triplehorn being amazing and Enola being Deb in Napoleon Dynamite. Yep. That makes total That's sense. That's- and I would have to agree with you. I was thinking too <laughs> as well. But also for me, I was at certain points during like the action stuff. I was like, whoa, they actually really did this. They really did they some did. of these crazy, crazy, crazy things. And I could only imagine that it was a disaster and completely unsafe. Some of these stunts, like the plane that gets hooked by the harpoon rope. And yeah. it starts circling the mast or whatever they call it that holds up the sails. Yeah. I was like, they're actually doing that. Uh huh. They actually did that. And that's the actually, 90s was known for that sort of thing, I guess. It's really tethered to a boat that has people on it. But what I am, and also what I am, it's a very 90s. They did this in Face Off too. Um, not Face Off, 
part two, but pays off face off as well <laughs> i mean we're getting a two we're getting mm-hmm. a sequel I, I i did see that they're doing a different cast by the way oh good thank god yeah but also i kind of wanted to see that reunion oh i don't I want to see the, re- i want to see the train <laughs> crash and burn <laughs> um so i mean yeah it was just like you can see the the um stunt doubles full-on face a lot of time but i feel like did I wanted to ask you if you know, did he do a lot of his own stunts in this? I didn't read too far into it. Um, probably. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Like, and also who cares? Yeah. I mean, he was stunting <laughs> the whole time on set. So yeah, he's seems really, really crazy and delusional. And yeah, I'm sure he, I don't know if he was heartbroken that this movie didn't uh, go over so well. It did make its money back, but I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of overhead. So I mean, the marketing and everything costs so much freaking money. Yeah. Like after it costs so much money and the fact but that hey, they made 8 million back. I yeah. mean, I guess good for you. You still made it out on top. Unless you spent $22 million of your own money. And then, and then you made $0. <laughs> yeah. You made zero money. Yeah. What goes around comes around. That's a Kevin. So that's what Gene Triplehorn. We need to talk about Kevin, but not Costner. Not yeah. anymore. You mess um, with the Gene, you get the triple horn. Right. You do. So too. Um, I guess that's should we get into the rotten tomatoes of it? Absolutely, because I want to see what people have to say about me as well. <laughs> so, uh so Waterworld got a 45% tomatometer tracks, generous. <laughs> honestly that is generous <laughs> audience score is 43 so pretty neck and neck uh the critics consensus says though it suffered from toxic buzz at the time of its release Waterworld is ultimately an ambitious misfire an extravagant sci-fi flick with some decent moments and a lot of silly ones i wouldn't call this science fiction you have to be able to explain the things that are happening yeah this is a fantasy yeah this is fantasy this is not science fiction are they yeah, trying you... to say it's science fiction because like the polar ice caps melt except for realistically that wouldn't happen so yeah so, <laughs> not so... science fiction yeah <laughs> it's a complete kevin costner fantasy movie vanity project i would i would argue mm. from what you're saying yeah definitely that and uh but yeah, so let's see here. Uh, ooh, a top critic from back in the day says, Waterworld is pretty damn good summer movie. There, I've said it. It's a breezy, <laughs> clever ent- entertainment with stirring effects. Mm, uh-huh. Sure. Um, there is another writer, uh, I mean, reviewer, critic, as they're called, that says, this should be called What in the World? so that's pretty good i like that honestly i'm living for it that's great it's all it's the entire hats off to you sir like you were (laughs) the writing there was better than the script yeah uh one um it says waterworld has the epic scale the grandeur the towering oceanic shots the boisterous if sometimes misjudged score and the vast expensive sets it just has no soul. There we oh. go. There it yeah. is. So you're just a body without life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people largely don't like it. So that's good. But the audience reviews are very interesting. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're, I don't know. Anyway, so everybody's just crazy. The movie is actually polarizing. I think audiences largely enjoyed it and the VHS market. 
they did because that's basically where it made all its money back. Yeah, that's um, where I watched it as a kid. I remember watching this as a kid. And... It made all its money back literally on rentals and VHS. Yeah, yeah. So, and... I mean, good for them. I mean, you spent too much money. Yeah, Hollywood's crazy. I don't like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I don't but... like this movie at all. Yeah, what are we going to watch next week now that we got this one out of the way? I don't know. I think let's just poke around. Let's poke around the internet and the streaming services and we'll yeah. figure out something for you guys. We're not sure. We're kind of digging this old 90s stuff. Yeah, if we're going like through it, a trend. We're going through a phase. If you like it, let us know. We haven't done a horror movie in a while, but true, I don't know. True, true. Um, we're going to be running out of options pretty soon because no new movies are going to be coming out of note. <laughs> because of I the mean, strikes we'll find something we'll find something to watch something yeah. that i do think is cute since this movie is not worth watching if you guys haven't watched that movie um on netflix um what is her name i think it's uh no well Wait, wish i would I, I can help i can help i can help you what the is animated it? one oh there's an animated one a movie yes is it a ghibli movie no no um, you know what? Don't listen to me, everyone. I wish I had that one on the back burner. Right. I thought it was or there. if you know what he's talking about, if you know, if you know what Travis is talking about, email us at meangirlsinterrupted at gmail.com or go over to our Instagram, which is at meangirls.com. Nope. That's not that. it. I do oh. I do this frequently where I forget what our socials are. It's <laughs> at mean girls interrupted. Send us a DM. We read yeah. everything. And uh, or just comment on one of our posts. Tell us what you want us to watch, um, and we will actually watch it. We don't yeah. care what it is. No, and, we don't. Um, as long as it's a movie, we can't do TV shows. No, nope. so. we can talk briefly about them, but only movies. Yeah. Um, so I would like to say, um, uh, may may the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope he's not because that's weird. He's been dead for centuries. Um, and I really hope you get over your delusion that there's a, a higher power and just find solace in yourself, find happiness and purpose within and be yourself, uh, follow your dreams, soar to new heights, take that risk. And I hope you dance. Sam. And I'll have to see you at the movies. Roll the credits. Nimona, that's the movie. That's the name I was forgetting. Um, it's on <laughs> Netflix. Watch that instead of Waterworld. Waterworld. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>